Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm Jimmy Rosari. Sheriff Bill Redman is now asking the state to revoke the Praxis Landmark Recovery Center license, calling it a drain on first responder resources and dangerous after three deaths and a suspected overdose occurred just days apart. The sheriff's office says the facility has had 217 calls for police and fire since the start of the year, as well as 26 reported incidents including overdoses, rape, a sexual assault, and a stabbing. Thursday morning, police revived another suspected overdose victim using Narcan. New information from St. Joseph County Police detailing numerous calls for service to Praxis Landmark Recovery in Mishawaka. Based on the records, there have been five overdose investigations from when the facility opened last August until now. In addition to the three deaths at the rehab center this July, there was a death in November 2022. Kelsey Farver, a former addict herself, was one of the first staff members when it opened. They were treated worse. They're treated worse than people in prison. St. Joseph County Police also detailed in the records there were multiple occasions where the staff or facility did not cooperate with authorities. A reported drug overdose from April 2023 detailed that police received, quote, significant resistance from staff from obtaining basic information and that a clear plastic baggie next to the victim had been collected by a staff member before police arrived. Any issues, you need to contact management before contacting the police. Why is that? I'm not going to wait to call management. I'm calling the police. Included in the police reports, alleged information of patients being forced out with nowhere else to go, some of them living hours outside Michiana. Cindy Endicott and other neighbors who live near Praxis say they don't feel safe since the addiction center moved in. Endicott says many patients have left the facility and they've wandered around her street asking to use people's phones and for rides home. I know that we need a rehab center for addictions and stuff. People need help. I understand that. But it scares me, especially with the fact that you have a school within a mile, both directions. Farver and other employees and former patients WSBT 22 has spoken with allege there wasn't enough staff to run the facility, lack of security, and long wait times for medications. She says she felt unsafe working at Landmark and left after about two months. So I'd like to see a bunch of people that have been affected by this to go to the state level and demand quality Medicaid facilities in this state because this is asinine that this is going on. WSBT's Erica Finke reporting. The Elkhart Police Department is currently short 30 cars. Over the last year, the police chief says their orders for more have not even been postponed, but canceled. He says the department is using a strategic schedule to make sure there are enough squad cars on the streets and taking extra care of the ones they still have. So one of the things is even though we've, we've had these challenges uh, when it comes to the vehicles and uh, getting them in and putting them into service, uh, we still haven't had uh, any issues with responding to calls, having our officers uh, be available and making sure that we're still serving the public. The Elkhart Police Department has lost 30 cars in the last few years. 
But Chief Dan Milanese says it's not impacting public safety. The department still has about 200 vehicles in its fleet. The issue came up at Monday's Common Council meeting with the police chief requesting more money to get five new squad cars. Milanese says police cars are used more often than some people may realize. When you run cars uh, on a you know, 365, 24-7 basis, you're going to have this. This is the cost of us doing business. Uh, the wear and tear on the cars, especially patrol, is going to be more than you know, average daily driving. The problem for the Elkhart Police Department and departments nationwide has been ordering new vehicles. Ford has canceled their last two orders. Uh, we ordered 15 cars. Uh, that order was canceled. We only received um, just a few of those cars. I believe it was due to supply chain issues. Um, it was canceled for the manufacturer. Milanese says this is a far bigger issue for the city than just police cars. The supply chain was kind of across the board. It was very difficult for really anybody to find a new car uh, over the last approximately a year and a half, two years on the lots, and, and uh, that affected, obviously, prices and availability. So for us, it's not necessarily that it's the police car thing. I think it was bigger than that, uh, and I think um, the bigger issue ended up affecting the building of the police cars. Elkhart Common Council did approve that purchase of five squad cars for the police department from a third party. The police chief is optimistic this order will come through. WSBT's Sean English reporting. As Benton Harbor is all but complete in replacing water lines from its lead water crisis, one man says he's refusing to let the city replace his because he's already done that. Replacing water lines that have already been replaced. A Benton Harbor man tells me he's frustrated, but he's willing to stand up for what he believes is right. Tony Lewis has lived in his Benton Harbor home for about 15 years. He says he had his water pipes replaced around November of last year because of a leak. Meantime, the city was replacing pipes due to the lead water crisis. The workers came over here and said I had lead pipes, and I explained to them that I don't because I had it replaced earlier that year. He says after talking to the city's manager and filing a complaint with City Hall, he wasn't contacted again about the pipes until Wednesday. Yesterday they came, and um, the people who dug the street up and replaced the pipes, they dug um, the area up right there on the side of you, and... They stopped me on my way out and said that my pipes are galvanized still now. The city is still demanding to let its workers re-replace his pipes, according to Lewis, who says he submitted this documentation proving he has PEC-style piping. Wednesday morning is also when Lewis says the city threatened to shut his water off if he didn't agree to have them replace his water lines. And they did. They shut off his water. He, his wife, and dog are now using bottled water. They won't respond. You know, I called the city manager again. He won't respond. Uh, the utility uh, company said that the city manager had to turn off and they're not going to turn it back on. Lewis frustrated and upset as he thinks replacing the pipes again would be a waste of taxpayer money. He believes the city has monetary motives for wanting to replace his pipes and says he's been threatened with other violations if he doesn't agree to do it. He's reaching out to others for help. As of now, we're working on something right now to make sure that we put the pressure on them so they can not only turn the water off, but come to him and give him an apology. Reverend Pinckney says Lewis isn't the only one who's faced this issue, and he plans to reach out to state agencies to get the water back on for Lewis, who says he's not giving in. No, because it's wrong. 
And if I let them get away with it, they're going to do it to someone else. Despite numerous calls to employees of City Hall and even stopping by this afternoon, I haven't gotten any answers from city officials as to why Lewis's lead-free pipes need replaced or why his water is shut off. Lewis is now looking to an attorney for help. WSBT's Anne Lurie reporting. The Elkhart County Redevelopment Board is taking steps to move forward with a new apartment complex project. If approved, the complex on the far east side of Elkhart could potentially bring 252 apartments to the area. It's a land from their tax district. The removal of the land allows the city of Elkhart to be the sole government to deal with the property, which is being looked at for a potential spot for an apartment complex. One of the reasons this site was attractive to the developer is that uh, it's in an area that's surrounded by a lot of industrial development out off Kenner Road 17. There's a, a number of industrial developments out there. The city of Elkhart called the project an economic development in workforce initiative. Every day around 40,000 people commute to Elkhart County for work. The project has an end goal of providing homes to those who want a shorter commute. We had some housing market study needs analyses done, and it's projected we could absorb uh, 2,000 to 4,000 new residential units in the city over the next four years. Now that the property is properly zoned, the city is working on permitting and design, and if there will be any financial initiatives. I believe we are hoping to have a development agreement finalized with the developer by the end of the fourth quarter, and they would potentially be looking at the new development in 2024. City officials say that this project will help alleviate Elkhart's housing shortage. WSBT's Cicely Porter reporting. The Wayne Street parking garage in downtown South Bend and the streets in front of it have been closed for months frustrating those who live nearby. This closure occurred back in late March after debris fell from the building. Those who live nearby, along with businesses that are close to the closure, just want to know when work will even start. The Wayne Street parking garage closure came after debris fell from the building's facade onto the street and sidewalks. City officials found that anchors connecting the concrete facade to the building had deteriorated, and that could lead to even more parts of the facade falling. This not only affects traffic flow, but the people visiting businesses along Main and Wayne, as well as the daily users of the garage. Many of them are senior citizens living in Robertson Senior Apartments. That's connected to the closed garage, leaving them having to park across the street at Layton Parking Garage. Sometimes you can't find the space at the Layton. Two of my residents, two of the individuals in my building, have had their vehicles vandalized over at the Layton Parking. Never experienced that. Jay Davidson lives at Robertson Senior Apartments. She's also a caregiver for her handicapped veteran brother. She told WSBT she not only is still being charged monthly to park at the closed garage, but also has to deal with being ticketed as well. It is just an, an extreme inconvenience that individuals who are handicapped, individuals who are um, without someone to help them, have to go over to that garage, get their vehicle, and park in front, and we get tickets. The property is owned by Bradley Company, and when asked about an update on the reopen, they told WSBT, quote, We are in the process of assembling the engineering reports and reviewing contractor bids to determine the best plan. We've been working closely with the city and should know within the next two weeks what the repair timeline will look like. WSBT's Tiana Baxter reporting. 
An initiative announced Wednesday morning aims to beef up neighborhood associations in Elkhart. The initiative, which coincides with the city's previous project, 311, aims to connect residents directly to city officials. Mayor Robertson says thousands of requests come in through the 311 line. The initiative includes having code enforcement officers patrol neighborhoods from what officials say are mobile offices. Neighbors also can create their own associations, which one member encourages. I'm excited for the mayor's initiative. Um, I think increasing neighborhood associations and making them more engaged, it just makes a safer, stronger city. Elkhart Building Commissioner Tim Vistine is excited about the initiative. He and his team have received reports of abandoned vehicles, how to request a building permit, among other questions. Vistine added he and his team aim to educate the community through pamphlets, which will be handed out in neighborhoods. We've got a bunch of educational tools that we can slide underneath their uh, windshield wiper blade or put on their front door and say, hey, listen, if you don't understand, call us. But, you know, we're not the bad guy. We're here to help you clean your house up or clean the neighborhood up. The mayor added he wants the city's eyes and ears open for proactive relationships between neighborhoods and the city and believes this initiative will improve just that. As we grow with the ability to reach out, and the ability to uh, ensure that our staff knows that uh, the service that we're providing is so important to how our residents feel about living in our city. That's truly quality of place and quality of life. How you live, how you feel about your city. And we want to make sure that Elkhart is a place where people feel as though they're connected to it. WSBT's Gabby Luma reporting. A celebration was held Wednesday night for a nonprofit working to attract and keep new workers in the South Bend and Elkhart area. They partner with local sponsors to help bring new ideas to life that will benefit the community, and tonight was their night to show off the work that they've done. And Focus has been working in the community for 11 years and focuses on finding young talent to bring to the community. Since they began, and Focus has had more than 200 fellowships, 1,300 internships, and have completed 597 projects. Their goal is to not only make the community better, but retain young workers in the region. If we can offer a varied experience on multiple types of projects to work with different organizations, multiple leaders, it increases what we call that stickiness, those relationships to open those doors. The fellowship program includes work in the civic and manufacturing sectors, but they all have the same goal. Bring innovation to the South Bend Elkhart region to enhance lives in the community. One fellow this year who works as a language pathologist joined Enfocus to help others in her profession and she plans to stay with the nonprofit. I wanted to pursue some technology solutions to help expedite the uh, workflow for speech language pathologists and so Enfocus has given me the support to know how to get started with that process and um, where to take it and how to validate it um, and how to get started in developing technology to solve those problems. Another fellow says he's thankful for an opportunity right out of college to work with companies and grow as a professional in a supportive environment. He was nervous about the work he was going to do, but felt that he was able to get help whenever he needed it. And it's an amazing opportunity to learn so much and at the same time develop professionally. And most importantly, we get to have an impact in the region. That's, that's what we are all about. In the next five years, NFOCUS leaders say they want to continue to expand their impact in the region and have a larger focus on entrepreneurial projects relating to sustainability and climate change. WSBT's Asher Bookspan reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 